Welcome to the Gas Street Podcast. Our vision as a church is to be light for the city. We really hope you enjoy this message. Okay, well, um, good morning, everyone. We're going to continue our gathering together now by opening God's Word. And we are really excited about beginning this new series called Jesus the Healer. Jesus the Healer. We're going to run this series all the way through this next month, uh, looking at encounters people have with Jesus as He walked on the earth 2,000 years ago and how these people come away healed in this remarkable, miraculous way. But each week, we're also going to see how each healing teaches us something deeper about who this Jesus is, who He was back then, who He is today for you. So we're really excited about this series. It's a great series to invite your friends, your neighbours, your colleagues too. And if that's you here today, you're so welcome. If you've been invited along to Gas Street this morning, maybe you're watching online, you're so welcome at the start of this new series with us. Uh, Today we're looking at the story of 10 men who suffer with a skin condition. The Bible talks of as leprosy in Luke chapter 17, verse 11 to 19. So you might want to Get that ready if you've got a Bible with you or turn it on. Uh, In a few moments, I'm going to read that story of 10 men who suffer with leprosy and meet with Jesus and get healed. But I've called today's talk the following title. When you get what you want, but not what you need. Makes you think, doesn't it? It's from an old Coldplay song. There's you who are my age and still into Coldplay. When you get what you want, but not what you need. Because what we're going to see is that these 10 men, they get what they wanted. They get healed. An amazing miracle. But only one of them also got what he truly needed. He got more. He got restored relationship with God through Jesus. That's what he really needed. When you get what you want, but not what you need. How do we get, how do you get everything that is on offer for you from God through Jesus? If it's all true, are you missing out today? Let's not miss out. So if you're here today and you either need healing or you need restored relationship with God, listen in. Lean in. We're going to pray for both things every single week. We're going to pray for healing for people and we're going to pray for restored relationship with God. And we've been praying and anticipating and worshipping in advance as a staff team over what God is going to do in this series. And we'd love you to join in that faith move as well. If you're part of our church, you've been here a while, please do be praying and worshipping in advance for all that God is going to do. Now, before we dive into the passage, I I want you to remember or recall what it feels like to miss out on something, to not get everything that's on offer, okay? And I thought we needed some lighthearted moment here. So I was trying to think of an analogy, and I thought of Toby Carvery. Anyone go to Toby Carvery? It's like, it's a buffet, an all-you-can-eat buffet for roast dinner, okay? So um, here's, now, 
just get ready for this picture because it's going to make you want to leave church right now and just go. Here is the Toby Carvery spread. Just soak that in. Isn't that good? Oh my goodness. Not if you're vegetarian. Thank you, Rachel. There's plenty of vegetarian options available as well. Now, Toby Carvery, when it's one of those all-you-can-eat buffets, you know, you go along and you pile up your plate with everything you could possibly get. You sit down. This happened to us as a family of the, of the, of the week. And then you look at your friend, or in this case, my wife Becky's plate, and you're like, oh, I missed that, that sliced potato thing. How, how did I miss that? Or, or perhaps, how did I miss the cauliflower cheese? Like you missed something. You can't believe it. How did I miss out on what was on offer to me? Now, when it's physical stuff like this, and it's a silly example, but when it's physical and obvious, we hate missing out. We're like, that's not fair. I don't want to miss out. But when it comes, thanks, you can take it off the screen. When it comes to the deep, hidden things that are way more important for our lives, how easy we're going to see in this story to miss out on everything that is laid out for you in Jesus. Let's look at the story. Luke 17. It goes like this, verse 11 to verse 19. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priest. And just to say, this is in line with their customs, with their tradition, that they would go and show themselves to the priest so he could sign them off, so to speak, as being healed, and that they could give a sacrifice to say thanks. As they went on their way, they were cleansed. Verse 15, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet, and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Again, poor Samaritans were seen as foreigners, as outcasts. They, they were the one group of people who couldn't come into the temple. So again, just feel the weight of this. He was the one who turns around. Verse 17, Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God Accept this foreigner. Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. An amazing story. And the first obvious point from this story, I've only got two points, you'll be pleased to know, but the first obvious point is that Jesus heals. Jesus heals. Now, when I say that, I, I'm not just saying two words, Jesus and heals. I'm joining my language pronounced in this room in 2022 with the eternal God who made everything we can see, who spoke, let there be light, and it came into existence, who can reorder things that are disordered in a moment, who rose his son from death itself in the tomb on Easter day. So when we say Jesus heals, it's no small point. 
It's no sub point or some interesting truth on a Sunday. It's an eternal power move. Jesus heals. He heals. And here in this story, we see this enacted that He is in line with this Creator God who made all things. We know from the Old Testament that God is revealed in Exodus 15, 26, I am the Lord who heals you. It's one of the first defining features of God that He wants to heal His creation, you and I. Or in Psalm 103, we, we journey through the Psalms this summer. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and don't forget His benefits. Why? Two things. He forgives your iniquities, your mistakes, your sins. And secondly, He heals all your diseases. So bless the Lord, O my soul, because He forgives and He heals. This seems to be the job description of eternal God, the one we cannot see. And yet in Jesus, Colossians 1, the full representation of God, the invisible one, here is his job description carried on. It's one of the ways we know that Jesus was who he said he was. He was God because he carries on, created God's job description to forgive and to heal. The kindness and the love of God for you and for me, that this would be his job description, not to wipe us out in anger and start again, but to forgive and to heal. Jesus heals. Now, what does he heal? Well, in case you're unaware, the Bible talks of these 10 men suffering from leprosy, a horrible skin condition affecting the whole body. Those of you who suffer any kind of skin conditions know how awful it can be, how worrying it can be and unpredictable it can be, how uncomfortable it can be. But place yourself 2,000 years ago and such a condition had also social consequences. Think of how the pandemic has been in locking people away. That times 100, people suffering from leprosy would have been kept way, way out of society for religious reasons and societal reasons. It had social and spiritual consequences far outweighing the physical damage it would have on their bodies. So these 10 guys were truly isolated, truly cut off from everyone else. So when Jesus in verse 14 says, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. This is a remarkable miracle. It's not just skin deep. It's not just skin deep. They're freed socially. They're freed spiritually from everything that was holding them back in society. It's amazing. I, I imagine when I read the story, when I study the story, I imagine these 10 men just running away, running away so excited. Jesus has done what no one else could do for me. I'm free, I'm healed. And so then you ask yourself, well, how could there be anything more? Because the title of the talk, when you get what you want, but not what you need, and there's this other guy who seems to get more, how could there be any more than, than this freedom, this healing that comes? And here's this remarkable moment in the passage. The more comes in the turnaround. The more comes in the turnaround and the walk back 
to Jesus that the one does. The more comes in the thank you to Jesus that comes from the one man's mouth. You know when you're a kid and you're forced to write thank you letters at Christmas? Yeah? Or birthdays to your auntie or granny or whoever it is. They write your thank you letter. Why? It's important. Why is it so important? That was just my own heart coming out. Um, <laughs> childhood. Why is thank you so important? Why is the more released in the turnaround of the one and then the thank you? Because when we write that letter to Granny for the present she's given, we acknowledge the person beyond the present, the person behind the present. We acknowledge when we turn around and speak to God and thank Him for our lives. We acknowledge that He wants more than transaction with us. He wants relationship with us. That's what is in the job description of God eternal and in Jesus' Son and in the Holy Spirit, three in one, who's here now speaking to you, speaking to you online. God wants relationship, not just transactional deals. That's why it's important to write the thank you letters to the person behind the present. Verse 50, it says, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice, loud voice, like we've done this morning. He threw himself at Jesus' feet. Like, no hesitation. No, I'm not sure if I should be getting involved with this Jesus stuff at church. No, he threw himself at Jesus' feet. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And he gets the more. Let me explain it further through a technicality in this passage, if you come with me just for a couple of minutes. In verse 14, the nine, when Jesus says, go on your way, and verse 14 says, as they went on their way, they were cleansed. The Greek word in the text is ekathyristasan, from the verb ekathyro, be on the screen. And this word means to cleanse, as we've already used, to, to be healed, to cleanse. That's what happens to the nine. But in verse 19, with the one who turns around, the one who writes the thank you letter, the one who speaks, when Jesus speaks to him and says in verse 19, rise and go, your faith has made you well, Jesus uses this more comprehensive term. He uses the term sozo, translated saved or made whole. The word is sozoken in the text from this root word sozo. It means rescued. It means delivered into safety. It's used 110 times of Jesus' ministry. It's the word the angel Gabriel says to Mary when Jesus is just in her tummy. He says to Mary, the person in your tummy will, sozo, will save the people from their sins, the hidden stuff, the whole healing. He will save the second part of God's great job description to forgive sins and to heal. So just even through this technicality of the text, we see the second point of our story, Jesus saves, that the one gets more. 
through turning around and speaking to God. The nine got everything they wanted, but not what they eternally needed. The nine were truly loved by God. He healed them. Like huge love of God outpoured for them, but the one, he got more. He got saved through relationship with Jesus. Nine walked away, one walked back, and now walks with this risen Jesus. The one, he almost left. He almost left, but he turned. He had a revelation in his heart that he needed to turn. He needed to speak to Jesus, to his creator God. He needed to reconnect with the one who made him, who could save him. Is it no wonder that Psalm 104 tells us in the message version that thanks is the password to the courts of God. That thanks is the password to praise. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. The one got the whole healing, not just his skin, but his soul. The real goal is to obtain the healer, not the healing. So don't miss out. Don't miss out on the more. Be the one. He came for healing, but he went home whole. Now, what does Jesus say at this point? What does Jesus say at this point? Well, verse 17, back to the text. Jesus asked. Now, just remember, Jesus asked again two words. But remember, Jesus is the full representation of God walking on this same planet you're walking on, but just 2,000 years ago. Not that long ago. Jesus asked, we're not all ten cleansed. Where, where are the other nine? Has no one returned? to give praise to God, except this foreigner. Essentially, where's everyone else? Now, why would he say that? Well, verse 18, they didn't return to praise God. They didn't write the thank you letter. But why that? Like God doesn't need thanks. He doesn't need anything because he's God. He doesn't need thanks. He's not some narcissist on some big grand throne, going through his Twitter, counting how many people like him or not. He doesn't need thanks. So, so I found myself asking, well, why? Why that? He's not needy. I think the, sorry, could I say that again? Was that Siri? <laughs> Someone's Siri got confused. <laughs> Anyone else is Siri confused at this point? Or well, other devices are available. Why that? God's not needy. I think it is for this reason. Jesus is sad. Jesus is sad. Jesus notices the nine are missing. And he's sad. Again, it goes back to the Garden of Eden, the Creator God, who shares the same job description with this Jesus who shares the same broken heart. Because the Bible story says that we went our own way. The first Adam and Eve, but also every single one. They're symbolic of every single one of us who when we have the natural choice, will choose to walk away from God and keep 
walking and trusting ourselves to be God and make our own decisions. So God's heart back here is broken. God the Father and now God the Son. Where, where's the other nine? What, what? You know that feeling, broken human relationship. Why? Where? Where have you gone from my life? I don't even understand why you left. We know each one of us, to some degree, that kind of feeling. And here in Jesus is the same broken hearted. He's broken by our absence when we walk away from him. It's a mini image of the whole Bible story. It's why, because it's written in his job description to save and to heal, he has to send his son eventually, this same Jesus, to die on the cross to make a way for you and I where there was no way to restore his broken heart so that all we need is thanks for dying for me. I wanna follow you, Jesus. That's all we need to say. And we're in, we're in restored relationship. We're walking with the King of Kings, the Lord of all Lords, the one who reigns and has made everything, is restoring everything and will sort out our world's problems. We're walking with Him. All we need to do is say thank you. Thank you for saving me. I wanna walk with you. Can I hear an amen? Does anyone else feel like that? Thank you for saving me. Thank you, I can walk with you. Now for many of us, we're able to say that already. We might know God, we might be walking with Jesus, but for some of us, you've never turned back. You've been the nine. You might have even received goodness from God. But today's the day to turn and say thank you and write the thank you letter to him. I wanna end with this story I love from the press recently about a man who went missing. Bear with, because it will feel tangential to start, as all my analogies and stories do. Missing man joins search party looking for himself in Turkey. A missing man in Turkey accidentally joined his own search party for hours before realizing he was the person they were looking for. He had been drinking with friends on Tuesday when he wandered into a forest. When he failed to return, his wife and friends alerted local authorities and a search party was sent out. Mr. Mutlu, age 50, then stumbled, age 50, <laughs> then stumbled across the search party and decided to join them. But when members of the search party began calling out his name, he replied, I am here. <laughs> he was taken aside by one of the rescue workers to give a statement. Don't punish me too harshly. My father will kill me, he told them. He's 50. Police then drove Mr. Mertlew home. It is not clear if he was given a fine. There goes the story. It's funny. But we can be that man, that woman in the story. This guy didn't even realize he was the one missing. Perhaps you're sitting here and you just realized through this talk, oh, I'm the one missing. I'm one of the nine. 
God's got something for me. I've got what I want. I haven't got what I need. Restored relationship with my maker. And when Jesus in verse, verse 18 says, where are the other nine? It feels right now like he's saying it to you. Where have you been? I'm missing you. I want to walk with you. He's calling your name. And like the man in the story, will you put your hand up and say, I'm, I'm here. Let's stand together. If the band can come up. And in this moment, I'm going to ask us to close our eyes and I'm going to invite you, if you feel you want to respond and say, I am here. I want to walk with you, Jesus. If you want to say yes to Jesus, we're all just going to close our eyes. I'm just going to invite you just to raise a hand that just for me to see. And we're also, some of our team will come and just give you a pack that you can take. So if we all just close our eyes. And right now, if you know, you want to say, I am here. If you want to say yes to the Lord, just raise your hand right now all across the room. Thank you, I see you. Thank you. Thank you, I see you. It's going to give you 30 more seconds for anyone else. And we're going to say this prayer together that will appear on the screen. But let's all just say this out loud together in this place. Thank you, God, together for loving me before I ever loved you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you that you know me and love me completely. I know I have made mistakes and now I ask for your total forgiveness. I turn away from everything I know is wrong. Today, I choose to put my faith in you and say yes to following you. Please come into my life and fill me with your Holy Spirit now. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, we would love to invite you at the end of this gathering to go to the back of this section. There's a table back there. You'll see a light lit up. It says, I have decided. We'd love just to connect with you there, to talk with you there. So if you put your hand up saying, I am here, I want to say yes to this Jesus, uh, please do go over to that table uh, at the end of this gathering. We'd love to connect with you there. We also want to give an opportunity now to pray for healing as well. So I'm just going to pray, come Holy Spirit, and, um, and then we're going to just see what the Lord wants to lead us in praying for specifically in this moment. So again, let's just close our eyes. We're just going to invite the Holy Spirit here. There's no, there's no special magic to this, just the power of God, His Holy Spirit. Jesus heals. Jesus heals. And Jesus saves. So come Holy Spirit now. Come. We welcome you. Thank you for your presence already here. Just increase your activity, the activity of Jesus. 
just now. Come and release healing power. The healing power of our Creator and our Maker. And if you know you would like prayer for physical healing for anything, why don't you just come out, if you're able, just come out to the front right now. We'd love to pray for you. So don't, don't wait, don't hesitate. Just come on out. If you want to bring someone with you, a friend, do that. If you're unable to come to the front, maybe just um, put your hand up, get someone around you just to pray for you. But if you are able and you want prayer for anything, physical healing, we would love to pray for you, that Jesus heals. So why don't you just come out now, we'll just wait a few moments as Katie and Rachel also come up to just lead this time of prayer. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. If you want to find out more, visit our website, gastric.org, or follow us on Instagram at Gastric Church.